<laughs> it is time for the spillover. You're not getting the DP same bass that, that you're eating. Yeah. I'm not getting. Look, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, we got the J, DP and J with us. We were talking during the break about you know our vices in life. I like to golf. DP does it's not, not a golf. Vice? It's something I like to do. Is golf a vice? Oh, for people, I got it's vices. A vice. For people, golf is not hard, a vice. For people who go hard golfing, yeah, it it is a time consumption. But it's not vice. I don't think it's a it's vice. A fine, it's fine. It's, it's, a a hobby. Hobby. it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah. Well, but there are people that that's that's the core of their living now. Is <laughs> like okay, I got I got to play three. T- I got to play three, three. I got to play three rounds a week. But what if it's get to? Maybe it's not. I have to. I get to play three times that's, a week. L- listen, that's listen. <laughs> since it costs, and, <laughs> it and, does cost. And you, yeah, it get, does cost those those fifteen hours a week that you just want to give give away. As mm. freely as that, yeah, that's uh, a vice, my I'm friend. I'm not giving it away. That is a vice, my friend. That's I gain right. those 15 hours. That's yeah. enjoyment to me. Sports is my. I think vice. doing stuff that you don't want to do is giving away hours. Well, but we we talked about how how can anybody really enjoy ice fishing? Because that's that, you, it'll take a week off. You freeze your tail. Well, off. I don't think you gotta take a week off. Yeah. Oh, some weekend. people do. They go up yeah. to Colorado. Well, I know, but or you to don't have Canada. To. Yeah. You don't, you but, take uh, a day off. The the places the ice fishing houses that they have are now granted it's an investment now. I mean, it's not like. Or you, I guess you could rent them. You could do, like the ice. They're they're nice now. It's not like a shack. I mean, it's fully like a little, however big condo that you want. But really, oh yeah, and it's all, you know, you're not doing a lot of fishing because like over a lot when you ice fish, it's like opposite. So the, they'll be biting in the middle of the night. So you have your mm. pole in there. It's all digital. Did and you? then essentially what? when it hits, you know, it's like a you know smoke alarm goes off. You get up. and did you do so? You did this when you were in the pros? No. Oh, oh. heck no! I uh, did an appearance. Buffalo, I, I did it. Yeah, they they had plenty of them. I did an appearance at the Super Bowl up in Minnesota. Okay. So they you know got us all out there, and we went, and they were probably trying to sell houses to some of the people that you know obviously were interested, or the whatever fish house or whatever you call oh, them, the fish houses. Yeah, whatever you call them, wherever they stay. So we were going around. This isn't an igloo. This isn't a yeah. little ice house. Yeah, they're nice. They're I mean, nice. it's you're talking a polar tent. You're, you're talking like <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about queen, a tent here? You know, you they got you know queen, big awesome. ones have a queen bed, <laughs> full cable, fishing. all that stuff, and then they have like you know two or three holes in there that you got poles in. That's amazing. Heated and everything like That's that. That's Amazing. So you're just waiting. That's amazing. You just wait. And we went around and met them all and signed autographs and all that. And so you like, can buy one and, and oh, yeah. practically live in. Live in. Yeah. It reels yeah. in the fish for you. You could. I mean, there's not a shower in there. I mean, you go in the lodge and shower, but yeah, I mean, you could go up there for a weekend. I, t- I talked to a guy that it was something that him and his son do once or twice a fall or winter that sounds cool and it's you like get a dress for that though you wear like six layers out there no no you actually you could go he was in there in shorts what he was in his i, I mean literally it's that's fascinating it's just like being in here so yeah. now granted once you get out of your car and drive out there but they have you know they either probably drive their snowmobile out there and hang up their snowsuit or pants sitting up there and he was in shorts and a t-shirt up there where are we talking? Up Minneapolis. North, yeah. uh, north of Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah, or just Minneapolis area. Okay. I see people on Holmes yeah. Lake sometimes <clears throat> ice fishing. I'm like, this is just weird. In, in Lincoln. Be out careful, there. Jake. That's just something people Listen, do. It's, that's not, to each their not, own. This it's is strange. probably not the ice fishing well, place I've here. seen it at Holmes Lake. That's why yeah, I think it's that, weird. They probably might be at the bottom of Holmes Lake. There's, the ice can't be thick enough at any point in time in Lincoln to do it, right? I've Listen, Jake, I've seen people ice fishing yeah. at Holmes Lake. 
And right I on did, the edge. I did too. a double take they, every time. <laughs> they're in like eight inches of water. They, they know. Well, we fall <laughs> through. We're, we're good. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Whoops. He fell in. Really I remember the driving to basketball games, or my dad driving me in basketball games, and we would be going from, you know, our house down, and sometimes you got to, you know, pass like, you know, little lakes or whatever on the way. People would have their cars out there. I mean, that's how thick the ice was. Damn. Damn. Car Damn. You know, just they would drive out there, yeah. and they'd be out yeah. there doing it. But back then, it was just like, now you're talking about the shacks, and they probably had the little radios and listening to Vikings game. And that, and that sounds like horrible. That's horrible. But that, those when you got the, cable those in the there ice, now? Those are the ice people. Like, those are the ice fishing people. Was that Not the, now, though. Like the, the, yeah. That's my in my yeah. head, those are the people. Those are the old folks that I remember talking about, that they'd have their little transistor radio and the, the, yeah. the full radio earmuffs, and they'd right. go out, and this was their heaven. They could fish and listen to football. And I, I, I just it – is, it, is it is not a thing that ever became interesting enough for no. me. I agree. To do. I, was, but but was, I'm in the same – but I'm the same way. Like, I'm not a hunter. I'm not a fisher. I'm not – like, I'm – I'm, I'm, I'm Fisherman. Don't say Fisher. I Jake, don't Jake got in that. That's why I said it. I, Jake, I you got in trouble you, when you Jake said that. I just heard you guys just having Fisher ten minutes. You know. we, we've had some embarrassing Well, why isn't it Hunter Man? There's <laughs> an archer. Right, I like this. You're defending I, Jake. I wish I was Hunter Man. See, what's wrong with Fisher? Why is that so repulsive and wrong? It's just wrong. That's... That's way out of bounds. It is. <laughs> sounds so you're stupid. a good fisher? Archerman sounds stupid. He asked Paul Kerpel if he's a good fisher. And I said fisherman right away. I no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I corrected myself. It took a little bit. Oh, it didn't take that <laughs> long. There, there was a pause in the room. There was I a, there actually was a... laughed out loud when he said it because I, I saw the train wreck coming. <laughs> fisherman. Uh, I could see fisher. Paul looking at you like... Oh. He this did guy, look at him like that. Kid, no, no, Paul didn't. Well, he Paul, handled it Paul's well. a bowler man. So. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> I'm a golfer man. Yeah, Does that yeah. sound right to yeah, you? No. Just, it shouldn't be fisherman. It should be fisher. <laughs> Stand by. Okay, I'm interested in these. what these guys think about. what. Do you hear what Clark Lee said? Didn't Van, bother Vanderbilt me, head coach. Football head coach. He said Give what it he to said. Him. Give it to him, Jake. He, he said, said, he said they expect to be the best program in the nation at some point in the future. And he said we want to be the best developmental program in the country. That's I like his, that. That's literally his job. I like that from that's him. That's literally his job. I mean, the, the being the best program in the nation was probably a little bit out of bounds, but why would he say anything else? But the second part, I like that's it. That's what I thought. Second part, it tells me more than the first part. The first part is kind of what you have to say. Now, he could have said different. We want to be – he could say the same thing – and have the same effect that we all we want to always be a power player or a team in contention for our side of the SEC. Yeah, we want to win the SEC. We, we want to win the SEC every year. If you do that, you are yeah, one the of best. the best teams. But what he said, <clears throat> secondly, is more <laughs> important because that's letting you know or potentially letting you know he already has a thought process and a plan on how he's going to build the program and his players. So if that wasn't something that was happening before – now you have somebody at least on the surface, which obviously we know that's completely I, I, on the surface, that he has a plan for their program that actually needs something. When you talk about a program needs something to hang their hat on, that's what it, he, he's he's at least figured out. This is what we we can't say we're going to be the most talented. Right. He can't say we're right. going to get probably not the the, the highest recruiting no. classes, no. but we can develop guys. So we actually have to be able re, excellent recruiters and developers. 
and coaches. Mm-hmm. Go go back to Utah <clears throat> with uh, with Ron McBride. Whoa, uh, early two thousands. You McBride had been there twenty some years. <clears throat> they fire McBride for what they figure is just it's old school and they need to transition to the new the new era. Oh, and they go out and they go out and get a young man who came in and said, listen. There's no reason why Utah can't compete with the Alabamas and the USC's and the Michigan's. And people went, well, that's a weird thing for you to say. It's kind of ballsy. But that young man was Urban Meyer. Like, there's no other way for him to walk in but that way. He needs to walk in that way. Urban Meyer walked in and said, listen, I'm going to chase out all the bad ghosts. I'm going to get rid of all the bad habits. I'm going to get rid of all the border players who, who don't want to do the work that's required to, for this to be a program. And then he put together an undefeated team that went, that, you know, that also went down to the Sugar Bowl and kicked the, kicked the pants off of Alabama. Hmm. Undefeated. Like, and, and, it becomes, and it becomes that thing. And years later now, you know, they're, they're in the Rose Bowl face-to-face, toe-to-toe with mm-hmm. Ohio State. Look, if, as a coach, if, if the coach says anything but what he said, I'm mad. I'm taking my kids away. Like, that's your job. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely your job. That's exactly what you're supposed to say. Like, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at you, Alabama. I see you. But I'm also taking notes. Because for every, as, 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 as Scott Frost said the other night, I got, we got a list. We got a list of dudes that we owe. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to get back and we need to get even. Okay, that's what you're supposed to say. Wouldn't it be amazing if Vandy got really good? Fandy threw eleven out there. Well, I mean, since he got it'd really be, good, it'd be good. Cincinnati it'd be really, got really good. Yeah, Utah really got good really good. Fandy, right? Kansas has won eleven games two right? years yep. in a row. Kansas seven. got really good yeah, in 07. Yeah. I don't need Man. you to be really good once. I want you to be good or really good multiple times and back to back. That's what's be really good. Throw out a ten win season, eight, mm-hmm. nine, mm-hmm. That's seven. Okay. Yeah, man, Geno did that at Kansas. That bam, bam, bam. Like doing it once. This is not dumbing down any any magical season. Any, you know, Urban, when he's at Utah, Urban, again, at Ohio State. And at Florida. At, at Florida you know, where you're, right. right. Or just, <laughs> I'm just talking about the magical year. Right. The where you go undefeated mm-hmm. and you kind of come out of nowhere. I'm not taking anything away from that. Like Auburn did. Right. Right. With Chiswick. Right. And then but, they went back. They slid yeah. back quick. But I, but they did. To get they credibility for me, I got to see it more than once. I got you. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Because the stars can align, you know, once. Well, I got to see but it more. But what would happen at Vanderbilt if he had the one year? Like, oh, and he it, would be he would have a statue out and there. And it wouldn't it, and it wouldn't happen by accident. No, but what it, I but it I'd like to see it wouldn't happen by yeah. accident. No, it don't happen if by you accident. Do, and if Not he the has SEC. the personality to get Vanderbilt to a magical year in Vanderbilt, which is, let's be honest, 8 to 10 wins. Yeah. Right? And true. say they get come down the last two weeks and don't make it into the SEC SEC championship but then they go to a, a New Year's Day bowl, it's almost certain unless it's all seniors they're going to be pretty good for the next two or three years. Now, for Vandy, it's that four-year. Because essentially, to get to that point, I imagine it had to be a class and a half. Started from freshmen mm-hmm. all the way up to when they're seniors, and then another class yeah. to juniors and sophomores. Okay, Did you re-keep doing the same thing for the at that point in time, which would have been 10th, 11th, 12th graders that would be coming to Vandy to kind of continue along the process? I mean, Wake Forest – Duke, Duke's it, made a like, I mean, conference title game. It, 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 it Duke. Actually, it, it actually Duke's always been right. pretty good up until last year. It was like a yeah, well, no, Duke was terrible. They were bad. Duke was terrible right. in football. Then right. David Cutcliffe Duke came was around. Terrible in football again. But he came in there. He came in there with what he learned. Anybody that would hire Jay Foreman, Jay Foreman would walk in the door and say, "Okay, 
we getting everybody. Like that's literally, I, I can guarantee you the first thing Jay right. Foreman Jay Foreman walk in and go, listen, I forget about what it was. Yeah, this is what it is. This is what it's about to be. Mickey Joseph does so well. Right. So doesn't matter if he has Nebraska, LSU, wherever he's been before. He believes in what he's doing, and he backs it up with what he what he does, which is coach, Mm -hmm. develop, and everything that he says. So he can go and 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 be the head coach at Vanderbilt and say we're going to go get guys Mm -hmm. because he has that track record. Now imagine Urban from his upbringing. And, and, you know, coming from Bowling Green, doing something at Bowling Green that nobody ever thought that could be done at Bowling Green, gave, gives him superior confidence to go to Utah and do it because he's not only seen it, he's done it, and he's been a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times you see coaches that really believe it um, is because they've been a part of it. That's why people try to get the coaching tree, yeah. you know, the coaching tree. Now the problem is, is like, this is what people under, understand. Like, I still think Bill Belichick, is going to go down as the greatest NFL coach of all time. But there's still an asterisk because he didn't he hasn't done much without Tom Brady. Oh. And his coaching tree when they go off on their own is flat out horrible. Yeah, they've done bad. Now, Poor. when you when you compare it to like say like a Bill Walsh, right? Okay. And Bill Walsh himself even before he passed away really went back and had some personal reflection how horrible he was to players and stuff. You know, what I mean, we're talking Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and all of them didn't had a tenu- tenuous relationship with them up until, he, you know, they had kind of reconciled. Hmm. But you look at his coaching tree. What he did was Denny Green, Billick, Mariucci, Andy Reid. I know I'm missing a ton of them. Right. But he said, OK, listen, this is what made me successful. Now, take whatever I did and go off and then put your stamp on it. So that's where you think – that's where when you think of a Vanderbilt guy, it would be interesting to see if you dive into it, where he came from and what he took – Where he took Owner from there, Dan. what he's taken from there. Yeah, he came under Kelly. And then put it – now he's putting his stamp on it. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. He was a Notre Dame D.C., Clark Lee. We're going to see. He was a Notre Dame before, D.C. So who's Belichick? Who's Belichick's disciples that have struggled? Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, Charlie Weiss – um, Mangini, Eric Mangini, yeah, was, had one I mean, good Urban, year. Urban it. Myers tree is strong. It it it, it is strong. Charlie Strong, Brockelman Hall, Kyle Whittingham, yeah. <laughs> like they, they they're, like that. There's a run of, of guys. Hey, look, I love the fact that he said it. Look, what if he fails? He just did what everybody else did, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But he does allow a change for the change of the status. And the stand, and, and, the and, he, and he's surrounded guys that are like minded. I know he has an assistant coach in Dan Jackson, who's a local guy mm-hmm. that was up at South Dakota State. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, and and done really, really well there. Went to Northern Illinois. Done really, really well there as far as developing players. And he always is obviously recruiting Omaha kids. But what he's Dan Jackson is just like that. He's going to develop guys. He see he has to. You have to have an eye for talent when you're at. Vanderbilt because you can't you're not gonna get, you're not gonna be top four at on least a lot for of guys. starters yeah at least for starters right right, right now you're not on the you're, you're not on the top eight and, and they've got the academic wall that they have to get over as right. well because that's yeah. not that's not an easy space to be in question for you guys what's the Tom Osborne coaching tree uh don't do it's not extensive yeah. in terms of well, back then, well, back, Frank back then, I mean because back, back then it really wasn't though that's not that's not the way right. they didn't leave that's not the way around. college football was though yeah right then. Frank Frank and that's it yeah. But that was Coach Bowl. Tony Samuel was pretty successful. 
I guess Kevin Steele, you know, he I mean, he's still coaching, sure. so he's still, still around. And then guys from Nebraska who went on. So especially if you want like Mentor comes to mind, but Mentor Frost, the Bullock twin or right. Bullocks, but they weren't on. Not head coaches. Right. Um not a lot of head coaches Clint in that Brown, conversation. Clint, Clint Brown Gill. is Clint Brown Turner, is a successful defensive coordinator. But there are a, coach, a lot of assistants that come. Assistants. Uh, Joe Mowgli. Where is Mowgli? Yeah, Mowgli was not a uh, – The, uh, he, the he, running back coach that was at Joe the Colts Mowgli never the was time. connected the, to the program. That was uh, okay. the running back coach. Uh, well, I mean, he was a graduate. For the right. yeah, he was a strange yeah, okay. case. He was for the Colts. Uh, he's Gene Huey. Gene Huey um, never was a head coach. I'm thinking head coaches, and there's just not that many. No. no. But that wasn't the way that they – I mean, McBride had tons of opportunities. Um, I'm sure Milk could have probably went off somewhere and been a head coach somewhere. That's just not the way college football was, or at least at Nebraska. That was what it was appealing for me to come here, that I knew that I was going to have – you know, the coaching staff was going to be – the continuity is going to be. That's part of success. It was incredible continuity. And so – I mean, Ron but, Brown would call press conferences to announce he was staying. I mean, press conferences. Yeah, he, had, I mean, Chiefs came after him. Florida State came after him. Yeah. Tons of opportunities to leave because uh, what Ron Brown was going to be the receiver coach. It was like right around when Peter Wark was there. I remember right. it, Florida State. Yeah, and so uh, it's it's just a different type of uh, college football at that time. Because um, well, guys think, are comfortable, think, and when you're winning, it, it, winning was a big deal then too. I, I think San Diego State with Coriel and with Joe Gibbs and John Madden as his assistants, like there was room for it. right. There but was it's all a personal decision too. Yeah. See, because staying in San Diego State for twenty some years together is not going to happen because they don't have the financial backing and the the winning yeah, percentage. Times have changed. You could, yeah, it does you could, not you happen. Could do it in it? Nebraska at that point in time because well, let me think about this. Why, why go anywhere else? Where else you're going to go? And and then also let's face it. Back then there wasn't a lot. You was either a pro coach or a college coach. There wasn't a lot of crossover back and forth where it's at now. You see a guy that'll be a college coach go be a pro coach. And they come back to college. The passing game took college coaches to the NFL. Yeah. Like when that, that Air Coriel belt was what everybody wanted. And when they recognized that you, you had to get vertical and stretch the thing a little yeah. bit, Coriel's people were the people that they were plucking. Um, along it's all the cycles because so. then it went back to, you know, Joe Gibbs, you know, we're going to line up and beat you up. Then you had, you know, with the Bill Parcells and all them, mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys, physical, all that. And then you get the Rams that come in, boom. Then you see Tampa. They run to Tampa too, and all. And then it's just kind of all coaching is cyclical. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of the, the good it's all part. about who you hit your wagon to. Simple, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, find you the know right that way. right. You got to hit your wagon yeah. to the right people, and know you'd be right there just to kind of chill, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. just don't hit you to a ice fisherman. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay, all right, fisher. Not to a fisher. Fisher. Mm. All right. Are You're you a, a good professional fisher? fisher? Are you a professional fisher? All right, we're out of here. Enough <laughs> of the fisher talk. Fisherman. Old school's next. See ya. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. 
So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller.